0: Hello and welcome back to to Teaching. I'm Mr H Ose and in this episode we're going to be diving into what happened next after I was expelled. It's 2010. I'd spent days sleeping over at a friend's house. I managed to stay at my granddad's house as something a little more permanent. He was a great man. He kept me fed, checked on me, told me these amazing stories. Far too many cups of tea and toast too. One day, I was hanging around with my friends, they had the rest of the day off college, so we would go around town, hang around this place that we called The Wall. One of them said they wanted to go to this place, I forget the name of it, it no longer exists, but it offered careers advice to young people and helps them with school. I went in to have a chat with them to find out if I could go to college at 15, and instead of the normal sort of college reason, I would do my GCSEs instead. That way I would have a bit of a chance in my future. I was talking to this lady, she looked at my name but she couldn't find a record. I found my brother and sisters so it was strange. Ultimately she explained that there is a funding issue which means that I couldn't simply go to college to do my GCSEs and instead I had to go to a pupil referral unit known as Pruse. At the time, my understanding was that these are sort of naughty kid schools. But now as a teacher, I've learned that, yes, they can be for students with behavioural issues, um, being expelled from school, but also those that struggle with mental health issues and those that struggle with bullying. As I had no other option, I just said yes. Some weeks later, a social worker turned up to my mum's house to talk to me and my mum. She gave two options of one of them I was fully aware of, its reputation, and knew I didn't want to go anywhere near it. So I went with the other option, a place that I hadn't heard of before. I'd be starting this school in what would have been year 11, so I had to wait over the summer holidays, which was filled with a number of huge events that we'll discuss another time. Day one come around, I didn't know what to expect. I walked from my granddad's house, which was roughly two miles away. The only thing I knew was that there was no uniform, so as I got to the building, I actually saw a few people I recognised from primary school. So that at least put me at ease a bit. We had to ring a doorbell to be buzzed into the building. I had to sit in the reception whilst I was told the rules of the place. It was called NACRO, which is a charity to provide education to non-mainstream students and they work with prisons. I was brought into a classroom where there were some college-age students and I was just told to get on a computer and just create a spreadsheet for a budget or something. I spoke to a couple of others to find out why they were here. They were expelled for fighting, stealing, smoking in school and much, much more. I felt a bit out of my depth because from my point of view I wasn't as bad. I was just being mouthy and skipping school. But ultimately We were all in the same place. I was taken to another room with my teacher, Sarah. She was a social worker. She went through the purpose of me being there, expectations and what I will do. I met with the other students, the ones I went to primary school with, and a couple of others I'd never seen before. It was quite relaxing for a few days. We had every Tuesday off, which was quite nice, and we seemed to all get on well. Every month, there was a review where we would sit with Sarah, And she would go through our progress. The one time we were talking, she said I was better than this place. I could do something with my life. But legally, I had to stay there. From then, I realised this was the first time I had someone believe in me. Which made me start thinking about what I'm going to do in my life. Maybe I should apply for college. Maybe I should try and get a job. I don't know. For the first time in my life, I felt like I had a path. I did try to talk to my mum about this, but unfortunately, as always, it turned into an argument about this time about how if I didn't mess up in the first place, I wouldn't have problems now. I reacted to this by shouting and screaming at her and my brother and my stepdad, and, you know, it just didn't help any. Days later, I overheard a conversation between my mum and my stepdad. There had just been an argument earlier that day between me and my stepdad. So they were talking about that The words he said next, I couldn't believe And he said, if you don't kick him out, I'll kick you out Because I've had enough This man was genuinely saying that he was going to put my mum on the street And me and my brother Unless my mum kicked me out of the house This just made me angry and frustrated I never felt so angry. So things grew worse. Whenever I was allowed in the house, I was no longer allowed a key. I had to leave the house at 7am every morning, Monday to Sunday. If my stepdad was there and it was past 7, he would flip my mattress over whilst I was still sleeping on it. And I'd be allowed back in the house around 9pm. If I was a minute late, I was shut out for the night and had to go find somewhere else. I remember a couple of times seeing my brother on the opposite side of the door through some frosted glass. And he would have his key in the door, hand on the handle, foot against the door, just stopping me from getting in. I'd be knocking, I'd be texting people, trying to get someone's attention. But he would just be waiting there. And then as soon as it would just tick over nine, he would open the door and then tell my mum that I'd turned up late. And naturally she believed him, so I was turned away and I had to go somewhere else. It was around this time that my mum and stepdad were going to get married. I had no interest in going whatsoever. One day because of an incident in the Prue where I kicked a pen and it accidentally hit someone in the face, my mum had to come in for a meeting where she just shouted at me and letting me know that I was banned from her wedding, regardless of whether I wanted to go or not. This is something that she did stick to I was at my usual spot the wall and across from me I could see her and my family having their pictures taken for the wedding in a popular spot It was such a strange day When my 16th birthday came around my mum just flat out told me this is it you can't live here anymore Over the next few months I was staying at a girlfriend's house friends' houses and sometimes on the street. I used to go to this local service station and sleep in the back corner. I was never bothered there because they thought I was older and I would just tell them I'm, I'm having a rest from driving and they didn't question it. There were toilets and a shower which were really helpful. I just had to keep myself busy for the rest of the day. So I'd head out as soon as I wake up, do whatever and then come back around 11pm and go to sleep. It wasn't something that I could do every single night in a row, so I had to be mindful of where I was each day. I thought I'd kind of go a sensible route, which was to go to my local council. I explained the situation to them and asked if there was anything they could do. Immediately, they phoned my mum, and unsurprisingly, she lied and said that she isn't kicking me out, it's never been a conversation, I don't listen to anything she tells me to do, etc. So they turned me away. I spoke to so many people to find out if I could live with them, but it just wasn't possible. One thought came to mind of a person. So I managed to get in contact with my auntie. Someone that my mum was adopted into her family as a baby. Now I hadn't seen her in a couple of years. She lived over in Rill, in the north of Wales, which was a couple of hundred miles away from where I was living. Many years ago I used to spend the summer there, not by choice, but I'd been staying in her apartment for weeks on end. When talking to her, I asked if it was possible at all that I could come and live with her. Follow every and any rule she had, i just wanted a place to stay. She was happy to entertain the idea. We came up with a date which was close to the summer holidays of 2011, but in the meantime I had to stick it out. The months were horrible, just full of arguments with my family and at the same time issues with friends because I was leaving. I had no other choice, I either couch served or slept on the streets, or I moved in with my auntie. I remember many months later having this exact argument with so many people that I thought were my friends, so that I'll go into detail in a future episode. Eventually it was almost summer again, I had to go to my mum's house to get the train ticket. Um, I turned up with just one bag Because it was the only thing that I had The only thing she said to me was Go to college, get a job and don't come back Words that I struggled with for years and years I walked to the train station Sat around waiting for my train You know, bag just had some clothes in And a couple of other bits Taking the train was actually not too bad There was just one swap Um, There was a small sense of freedom, which was quite nice, but there was just so much hurt and anger at the same time. Eventually I arrived in Rill. It only took a couple of hours. My auntie was waiting for me on the platform, so we headed to her apartment. My bed was one of these blow-up ones that was just on the living room floor. But I didn't mind, as I had access to everything, including a big TV and an Xbox, so I was just happy with that. For the next few weeks, I just relaxed playing video games and watching films whilst I prepared myself for college. We'll leave it there for today's episode. Next time, I'll be spending some time talking about some of the events that took place at the Prue. Some were good and others bad. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Trouble to Teaching with me, your host, Mr. H. Please continue to review and subscribe. Thank you.